Hello, this is Yusra from newsnaughty.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 16th of August. In the last 24 hours, India has recorded 32,937 new coronavirus infections, bringing the total number of cases to more than 3 crore 22 lakh 25,000. With 417 more deaths, the country's death toll now stands at 4.31 lakh. The national recovery rate reached 97.48%, the highest level since March last year. According to the Hindustan Times, Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandviya will visit Kerala on Monday to assess the state's pandemic condition. The Sydney Morning Herald reported that lockdowns in Australia's capital Canberra and the state of Victoria have been extended due to the surge in COVID-19 cases. While in the United States, a record number of children were hospitalized amid a surge of the virus driven by the Delta variant, according to Al Jazeera. On Saturday itself, a total of 1902 children were admitted to hospitals, accounting for about 2.4% of the country's total hospitalizations. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 207 million people and led to more than 4.36 million deaths since the beginning of the pandemic, according to Johns Hopkins University. After the Taliban entered the outskirts of Kabul on Sunday, President Ashraf Ghani departed the country reportedly for Tajikistan. Ghani said he left Afghanistan to avoid bloodshed. Earlier, Mohammad Naeem, a spokesperson for the Taliban's political office, stated that the war in Afghanistan was over. Naeem's announcement came just hours after the militant group stormed the presidential palace in Kabul, Afghanistan's capital. Any hopes of forming an interim government have also been appended due to Ghani's disappearance. Naeem also said that the future plans for the Afghanistan government will be made clear very soon and called for peaceful international relations. Soon after, social media was flooded with images and videos of people trying to flee the capital. Images of crowds at the Kabul airport and of Taliban on the streets of Kabul started circulating on Sunday, along with posts from citizens expressing their disappointment and dissent against Ghani. According to the Indian Express, staff and officials at the Indian embassy in Kabul departed the premises and flew out of the Afghan capital aboard a special aircraft on Sunday night. The plane is flying to India via Iran. The United States airlifted its officials from the US embassy in Kabul after the militant group forced their way into the city. Many countries including the US and France have guaranteed that their citizens will be evacuated from the war-torn country immediately. A Taliban spokesman posted a video from the streets of Kabul on Monday morning stating that the situation in the capital is normal while its fighters are providing security. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres on the other hand encouraged the Taliban to exercise restraint to protect lives and ensure humanitarian needs. In a two-page affidavit filed by the additional secretary Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology, the center refuted claims that the Israeli Pegasus spyware marketed only to governments was used to target opposition leaders, journalists and others. The government told the Supreme Court today that the Pegasus snooping claims are based on speculation and unsubstantiated media stories and that they will be investigated by a panel of specialists to refute any false narratives. According to the statement, the government unequivocally denies the charges which they claim are based on conjectures and surmises. or other unverified media reports or incomplete or uncorroborated material the government told the court that the petitioners have not made out any case the government however will form a committee of experts in the field to look into all aspects of the issue 
to dispel any wrong narrative spread by certain vested interests and with an object of examining the issues raised, according to the affidavit which cited Union Minister Ashwini Vaishnav's statement in the Parliament. Not just Pegasus, the Central Government of India also has other questions to answer. The 2020 auctions of two coal mines in Chhattisgarh will cause the state to lose over 900 crore rupees per year. These are the same mines whose auction was cancelled in 2015, citing claims of low prices amid allegations of cartelization. Why then would the Modi government sell the same mines for cheaper prices five years later? Read the report published on newsroundy.com by Shigresh Jalihal and Tapasya, both members of the Reporters Collective, titled Coal Auctions. Modi government's policy to push private miners will cost Chhattisgarh rupees 900 crore a year. If you understand the gravity and importance of bringing such relevant reports to the public, help us tell these stories too. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner on the website and pay to keep news free. Sushmita Dev, the President of All India Mahila Congress and a former Silchar MP, resigned from the Congress party on Sunday. In her resignation letter, the former Silchar MP thanked Congress Chief Sonia Gandhi for her guidance and opportunities. Mere hours after her resignation, according to Times of India, Sushmita Dev joined the Trinamool Congress in the presence of party leaders Abhishek Banerjee and Derek O'Brien. Dev is a daughter of former Congress MP and Union Minister Santosh Mohan Dev and is likely to play an active role in Trinamool's expansion plans in Assam and Tripura. Her resignation invoked a reaction from Congress leader Kapil Sibyl, who tweeted his displeasure targeting the Congress party leadership. He wrote, while young leaders leave, we oldies are blamed for our efforts to strengthen it. The party moves on with eyes wide shut. Kapil Sibyl is a prominent member of the group of 23 leaders who had written a letter to Sonia Gandhi last year, demanding a complete overhaul of the party and its ground-level leadership. Meghalaya Home Minister Lakman Rumboy resigned on Sunday following the police shooting of a surrendered militant of a proscribed rebel organisation. According to the PTI, Rumboy's decision came just hours after the mob rioting and burning in the Shillong agglomeration area caused the district magistrate of East Khasi Hills to declare a curfew on Independence Day. The curfew came into force at 8pm on Sunday and will last until 5am on August 17th, according to a state government ordinance. In the four districts of East Khasi Hills, West Khasi Hills, Southwest Khasi Hills and Riboy, the Meghale Home Ministry has also put a 48-hour restriction on internet services. The internet shutdown took effect at 6pm. After Cheristo Field Thankway, one of founders of the Honey Trip National Liberation Council, was killed during a police raid on his residence in Shillong on Saturday, tensions in Shillong and the surrounding areas rose. In a letter to Chief Minister Conrad Sangma, Rumbui urged the Meghalaya Chief Minister to launch a judicial investigation into the event. The Indian Express claimed that hundreds of people attended Thongwe's funeral procession in Shillong and local organizations called for a Black Flag Day to protest his death. The Honey Trip Youth Council had put up banners on Saturday demanding justice in the case. According to a report in the News Minute, to compensate for building a sewage treatment plant within a lake in Hyderabad, the National Green Tribunal has ordered the Telangana government to build a new lake. The Hyderabad Metropolitan Water Supply and Sewerage Board is directed to ensure the new lake is double the size of the land that the board encroached upon and that it should be completed within one year. 
Before the issue went to the National Green Tribunal that directed the local government body to compensate for the loss of area to the water body by substituting with the water body in another area, environmental activists in Telangana had taken the boat to court over building the sewage treatment plant in the Lingam Kunta Lake. Hyderabad at present has 25 sewage treatment plants or STPs, but not all of them are functional. The state government has released funds to build 17 more STPs within the city and plans to build as many as 62 in total. Al Jazeera reported today that President Felix Teshikedi of the Democratic Republic of Congo has authorized US Special Forces to assist the Congolese army in combating the Allied Democratic Forces, or ADF, an armed group affiliated to Islamic states of Iraq and the Levant, ISIL. According to Al Jazeera, the ADF, which the US has labeled a terrorist organization, is the deadliest of hundreds of armed militias roaming the mineral-rich eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. The country's Catholic Church claims that the ADF has killed over 6,000 civilians since 2013, while the Kivu Security Tracker, a recognized US-based monitor, claims that the ADF is responsible for more than 1,200 murders in the Beni district alone since 2017. According to a statement from the presidency, U.S. forces will assist the Congolese army in its war against the ADF in the Virunga and Garamba national parks. The United States has sanctioned alleged leader Seka Musa Baluku and said that ISIL has acknowledged the ADF as an affiliate since 2019. That's all the news we have for you today. Hope you had a great Independence Day. And if you haven't already, do check out our Independence Day special TV Nuisance episode where we track the history of television news from Doordarshan to independent media. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.